Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to another episode of She Existed, wherein I, Ashlyn Romagnoli, share the story of a woman of history and or legend previously unknown to me. I have been crazy busy with a super exciting new project that is on the cusp of launching, but uh, you can actually already get a preview sneak peek of it via a newsletter and a TikTok and an Instagram. I guess we'd call that maybe a soft launch. Anyway, it's called How to Paradox, and it's essentially me sharing my thoughts on how to be alive and navigate our nonsensical world, particularly when it comes to interpersonal conflict. Most excitingly, I am going to start offering life-tending sessions where people can sign up for one-on-one consultations that blend the advice of a life coach with the care of a good friend and the insightfulness of a bartender with regards to an issue of your choice. But as I mentioned, that bit isn't quite launched, but you can go check the vibe and content out at How to Paradox on Instagram or TikTok. You can check out the How to Paradox podcast. Yep! Another podcast, whoop! Or you can even sign up for the Substack newsletter, howtoparadox.substack.com. It's How to Paradox. You get the drift. All of the channels I've mentioned here, by the way, have unique content. So maybe go follow or sign up for all of them? I'm personally really feeling the TikTok at the moment, though. Okay, so that's where I've been. Well, there and really fucking sick. Remember how, now that we're interacting like humans again, there are other illnesses than COVID? Yes, I too had forgotten that, but then I was forced to remember. I'm mostly better now, though. Anyway, today I'm going to talk to you about Roxelana, more commonly known as Hurem Sultan, who was a real historical woman from the early 1500s. And although she's best known for being one of the most badass women in Ottoman history, which had a few badass ladies, I chose her because she was actually born in a part of the world which is currently located in Ukraine, though at the time it was a part of Poland. And if you don't know why I'd want to highlight a badass woman from that region, well, I can't help you. Read the news. Or don't. It's super depressing. But anyway, I'm going to call her Roxelana because I like saying that name. And another very interesting fact is that we actually don't know her birth name for certain. Roxelana, weirdly enough, is actually from a generic name used by the Ottomans to describe enslaved girls from certain areas. Charming. She spoke a language called Ruthanian, which was actually the predecessor to modern Ukrainian. And she was not born to royalty. No, we really don't know much about her childhood and family life, but they could not have been particularly well-connected or powerful people because Roxelana was kidnapped and taken as a slave and brought to Istanbul when she was quite young. While there, another badass Ottoman woman, Hafsa Sultan, who incidentally was actually the first woman to take the title sultan and did other cool stuff like creating a festival that runs to this day and building schools, etc. Hafsa selected Roxelana to be a gift for her son Suleiman when Roxelana was around 17 years old. 
Okay, so like we can pause for a moment and acknowledge how fucked up this is. It's literal slavery, so this isn't exactly the case of like women supporting other women, even though Hafsa was a badass in her own right. But nevertheless, this kicked off Roxalana's destiny. And actually, she and Suleiman were very happy together. She became not only the most favorite concubine of the imperial harem, which actually was an official title and role, but eventually, Roxalana actually became Suleiman's wife, his legal wife, and therefore, like, the queen of the whole damn Ottoman Empire. So, like, can we get a movie about this woman, please? Her and Theodora, who was Justinian's wife, who I'm also obsessed with, because she went from being a circus performer to empress. I would totally do an episode about her because I'm, like, obsessed, but she's a little too well-known for she existed. I mean, like, I've heard of her before, which is kind of the whole point of this uh, podcast. So, anyway, just sneaking her in here, I guess. Theodora is the name. She was a total badass. Okay, so I'm going to assume that Roxolana must have been a pretty amazing woman, since as a slave concubine with no family or rights, Suleiman, who was called the Magnificent, incidentally, actually did marry her. There's also a hint to her personality in the name that was given to her, Hurem, which means the cheerful one. She is also recorded as having been very kind to the poor, very into poetry, and extremely philanthropic. Certainly, she was very beautiful, and apparently she had red hair, which would have been pretty unusual for where she lived. Now, she did have a rival in the form of another concubine, Mai Devran, who was never actually Suleiman's wife, but she was the mother of his oldest son who survived to adulthood. Okay, so another super interesting thing that I learned is that typically concubines were only allowed to give birth to a single son, specifically to prevent blood feuds between half-brothers, as well as prevent undue influence over the sultan by uh, the concubines. But Roxolana was not subject to that. She had multiple sons, which had to be kind of a sore point for Mahi Devran. One account even reports that these two women actually literally fought, and Suleiman was not really having any of that. So his mom, Hafsa, the one who bought Roxolana, remember, she had to try to keep the peace. Whether the actual physical fight, which, uh, according to the one record we have of it, Maya Devron actually won, uh, whether it happened or not is debated. But all historical accounts make it very clear that Roxolana was preferred by Suleiman, and together they ended up having five children, four boys and one girl. Suleiman marrying Roxolana was, as I've said, a huge deal. And it freaked a lot of people out because it was completely unprecedented. Suleiman actually had to wait until his mom died to marry Roxolana because it was actually not permitted for a concubine to be raised higher than the queen mother, a title called the Valida Sultan, which, uh, again, my pronunciation is probably off, but we do what we can here. Um, But Suleiman did not skimp on the titles that he wanted to use for his wife. Roxolana became the Haseki Sultan, and for a century after her, 
that very title was used for all kinds of very powerful women, which made them more similar to European empresses rather than Ottoman princesses. As part of her perks from now being a married sultan, Roxolana received a salary, which historically is generally a very good thing for a woman to get to have of her own. She began to advise Suleiman extensively on matters of state and culture, kicking off what we actually call now the reign of women in the Ottoman Empire, because she was just that influential. She also defied the usual custom of leaving court once her son came of age. She instead stayed with her husband, continuing to advise him and becoming even more influential and powerful. And obviously her marriage was a very close and happy one. Here's a few lines from a work of poetry that Suleiman wrote about Roxolana. Quote, Throne of my lonely niche, my wealth, my love, my moonlight, my most sincere friend, my confidant, my very existence, my sultan, my one and only love. Unquote. But it goes on like that for quite a while. Honestly, it sounds like they had a really sweet relationship, and she clearly felt the same way about him. Here is an excerpt from one of the many, many love letters that she wrote him. Quote, If you ask about me, your servant who has caught fire from the zeal of missing you, I am like the one whose liver, in this case meaning heart, has been broiled, whose chest has been ruined, whose eyes are filled with tears, who cannot distinguish any more between night and day, who has fallen into the sea of yearning, desperate, mad with your love, in a worse situation than Ferret and Manjnun. This passionate love of yours, your slave, is burning, because I have been separated from you. Like a nightingale whose sighs and cries for help do not cease, I am in such a state due to being away from you. End quote. Aw, right? Besides her relationship goals level marriage and role as an advisor, she also did a lot of badass charitable work. She built mosques, schools, a woman's hospital, and soup kitchens. She was supposedly also painted by Titian, which is also pretty cool. Not too long ago, I think in um, 2007, citizens of Mariupol in Ukraine opened a mosque in her honor. Now, if Mariupol sounds familiar to you, it's because it has been one of the most tragic fronts of the current horrific war. So I'm kind of wondering if the mosque suffered some damage. I would not be surprised. Roxolana died on April 15th in 1558. I don't actually know how she died. I couldn't find that out. But she clearly lived a fairly long and extremely interesting life and was incredibly influential despite her very modest and traumatic early days. So there you have it. Roxolana, Harem Sultan, existed. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time. And again, don't forget to check out my new project, How to Paradox, Instructions for Navigating a Nonsensical World. You can find it again on TikTok, Instagram, Substack, podcast, and there's gonna be a website sometime really, really soon. All right, see you around. <laughs>